What a blessing. Everybody wants that. We talk about financial freedom. Everybody wants that. But it takes work. And there are principles that you have to put into your life uh, for it to work. And so uh, thank you for those testimonies there. Now, I realize the time is getting a little bit away. And I'll promise you, I will be done before Super Bowl starts, okay? All right. And and then uh, we are still having church tonight, even though there's Super Bowl Sunday, okay? Uh, So, uh, okay, Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 14. Last week, uh, we looked at what stewardship is not. What stewardship is not. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's not about giving. It's not even about transferring ownership. And we had dealt with that this last week and... This morning, I'm going to tell you what stewardship is. Last week, it was what stewardship is not. This week, it's what stewardship is. And stewardship is not about transferring ownership. Stewardship is about ownership. It is about ownership. And if you're here this morning and you are saved, you're a child of God, Everything that you have belongs to Him. Now, it doesn't mean that you recognize that. Sort of like people say, yeah, I own my house. But the reality is most people that say they own their house, the bank owns their house. Why? Because it's not paid off yet. And so there is a feeling of ownership without true ownership. And when it comes to this area of stewardship, and as a child of God, the Bible says that you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are his. Uh, We have been bought. And and the Bible tells us that, that everything down here on this earth is God's. He is not only the creator, he is the owner. Now, with that, he allows us to take possession He allows us to take what he has created and do something with it to further what we have. And in Matthew chapter 25, we are going to be dealing with uh, the talents, the parable of the talents. Now, uh, with that, when we say talents, we think about somebody that gets up and sings a special or plays uh, the uh, violin or the piano or the cello. Uh, and uh, if I got my trumpet out, we would not be talking about talent. Uh, and so, uh, but we look at different people's abilities and we think about talents. Now, that is not what a talent is in the Bible. In the Bible, a talent is a, it is a weight of measurement, but it is the weight of measuring money. So it was the compilation, a talent was the compilation of 6,000 denarii. And it was the summed up weight of that. Uh, They do not believe that there was actually a a currency that was 
that was established as a talent. Uh, you couldn't pull out a talent bill. You couldn't, you couldn't grab a chunk of, uh, of uh, uh, a cannonball worth of uh, weight of, of gold or silver or some uh, precious thing. It wasn't a real tangible uh, thing that you could have, but it is how they measured it. It's sort of like a million dollars. There, it is the sum of many dollars, and we know that there's a reality of it, but we can't really fathom it. Most of us can't. There, there may be some that can fathom that. Maybe the, you think about some of these billionaires, and uh, to them, it's not even a big deal. But uh, stewardship, uh, it is not the transfer of ownership because God already owns it. Haggai 2.8, the Bible says, The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says, and I'm, I'm going to run quickly here because of time. Uh, thine, thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. And he's just recognizing that everything that we have comes from God and our very ability to give back is because of what God has given to us. Sort of like when an offering plate comes by and, uh, and you give your child uh, a dollar to put in the offering plate or you give them a quarter to put in the offering plate and they put that in uh, and their ability was, give, was there to give because you gave them something to give. And so it was all of the Lord. So here in this passage in Matthew 25, we, say, we see several people. We see the Savior... And we see the steward. The Savior is the Lord, the master that is in this parable. And we see the servant, and this servant was the steward. And so here, when we look at that, we think about a talent. So 6,000 denarii, that was, that was 20 years of daily wages based on a six-day work week. 20 years of income is what a talent was. Now, we put that into, uh, we put that into today's economy. Uh, I went online last night, looked at the, uh, uh, the census, uh, and the 2021 census, so it has changed since then, but the 2021 census, the, the median income for Linda is $53,500. A year. So that's the median income. Now, with that, if we took that and we timesed it by 20, that's what this talent was. 
it would work out to $1,070,000. That was the one talent. But here the, the master had given to this, this, this steward, one of them he gave five talents. That, that equaled out to $5.3 million, $5,350,000 in today's economy. The three was three million two hundred and ten thousand, and then the one, of course, was one million seventy thousand dollars, and that was the talents that they were given, and they were given those talents to do something with them. Why? Because a steward was a manager. The steward was an individual that was given something to be able to manage. For somebody else, uh, Mrs. Patterson does uh, the church books, and uh, and with that, uh, she the the money that is in the checking account it is not hers. Amen. All right, we would be in trouble if it was. All right, and so uh, with that though, it's not hers. She is just. She is facilitating the payment of the bills and, and following that, uh, but, but it's, it's not hers. The same thing with us. We are managers of what God has given to us. We are, we are stewards, and we are to take what he has given uh, to us, and we are to do something with it. You know, God, good stewardship is not giving everything away. Good stewardship, you say, well, pastor, what if I put it all in the offering plate? That's not good stewardship. Because you still have to live. You still have, you still have a family to care for. You still have uh, responsibilities. Good stewardship is not giving everything away. And you may be surprised to hear this, but there have been times where I have told people who come into my office for financial counseling, I've told them, you need to cut back on your giving. Why? Because they had bills that they weren't paying at all. And they were giving above what the Lord was telling them to give. Now, everybody just got real quiet right there. But the reality is, that's not the normal. But we are to be a good steward. He said, well, pastor, I'm in debt, so I don't have to give. no. If you're in debt, you really need to give to be obedient. I'm not saying that you give 100%. I'm saying that you need to still be responsible and obedient to what God has for us in our giving. And if we're not, if we're not following, uh, we, we are going to find ourselves uh, in trouble. And maybe we are in trouble because we're not following biblical principles. We start following biblical principles and we get to enjoy uh, the benefits of that. So as the Lord entrusted these servants with these resources, he was going to come back and there was going to be a day of reckoning. Now, keep your Bibles out. Look at verse number 19, Matthew 25 there. Matthew 25, verse 19. The Bible says, After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Now, the Lord has, come, he has given us resources. He's on a long journey. But he's coming back. He's coming back. 
And when he comes back, there will be a reckoning on what we have done with what he has given us. And so until then, he has left us with resources to manage for him. Uh, Some maybe have five uh, talents. Some have three talents. Uh, I hope some of you have. Boy, that would be amazing if we had somebody that had five talents uh, in tithing. That would be great. Uh, But the five talents, the three talents, and the one talent. But what are we doing with the resources that God has given us? Now, this morning, there are three basic premises or views of about every... I believe that all of us have. We, are, we will pretty much all fall into one of three categories this morning. And so I'm going to we'll sort of walk through a little bit very quickly to try to help us see where we might be. What is, what stewardship is, and it's ownership. Father, I pray that you'd help us now these next few moments, give us insight, wisdom, Uh, Lord, uh, uh, guide our minds, our thoughts, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. First of all, I want you to see, number one, the first idea that some may have is, it's all mine. It's all mine. Now, that that is an understandable premise if God was not a part of your life. The absence of God in your life, the absence of biblical teaching, the absence of a spirit of God dwelling inside uh, as a child of God and leading and guiding, uh, that is an understandable premise to have. Uh, Because before somebody has been saved or before the spirit of God, they've been saved, the spirit of God dwells within them, uh, before they have learned and grown and matured, uh, we are all selfish. Just go visit the nursery this morning. And maybe you go in with the toddlers and there's some toys out and uh, when they're having their playtime and one grabs a toy that somebody else wants and it's on. You know, the, the idea, human nature says, it's mine. We are selfish. And that is, that is, a, that is a, uh, a premise uh, that we have here. And, uh, and, and there are many people, unfortunately, that live their life with that premise. They live their life with a premise of a closed fist. Nothing's getting out. I'm hanging on to it. Now, they say in Southeast Asia, when they go to... Uh, they go to uh, uh, capture monkeys, that they will trap monkeys. And the way they trap monkeys is they will take a jar that has a large bottom to it and it will have a tapered neck and it will just be big enough for the, the monkeys to put their hands in. And the, the trappers will put uh, fruit and nuts and things inside that little jar and they will have it either buried in the ground so they can't get it out or, or they will have uh, it tied, wrapped up and tied off to some object that cannot be moved. And, and these these monkeys will, will be curious and they'll reach their hands in and they'll grab a hold of the objects that's down inside. And when they go to pull their fist out, they can't get it out. And no matter how much they try, they can't get away. 
And the hunters easily go up, or the trappers, they easily go up, and they capture those monkeys. You know why? Because they will never let go. You know, there are a lot of people that live life that way. Stewardship applies to so many areas. And we want that freedom, but we won't let go. We want freedom maybe from injuries and injustices that have been done in our life. You want freedom, let me tell you, you got to let go. You want freedom from jealousy and hate and anger. You got, you got to let it go. You want freedom in your finances? Let me tell you, it is not grabbing hold that is going to give you freedom. It is going to be letting go. You see, when we let go, what we find is not only am I able to be free, now I'm also able to receive. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Luke 6, 38. We just find how, how, how God's plans, it works, the sowing and reaping. What happens? Every farmer that goes to sow us a, a field, uh, they have to let go of that seed. They have to put that seed out. But what happens? They abundantly, many times over, reap far more than what they ever gave out. But if you hang on to it, you do not have that growth. You see, we have to be willing to let it go. So the first view is it's all mine. Uh, and some with that, they say, oh, well, I have, I have uh, much and it's all mine. Some may have little, but they still say it's, it's mine. But regardless, whichever position, they're still hanging on to it because their, their mindset is, it's for me and mine. It's for me and mine. And God says, it's not yours. You see, the view, it's mine. It's all mine. Second view is it's mostly mine. It's mostly mine. And mostly mine, it comes in a lot of differences. It's mostly mine, and maybe an offering plate will come by and we'll drop $20 in. And praise the Lord. But God says the tithe is the Lord's. Now, the word tithe literally means tenth. It's a tenth. And it's of all of our increase. So let's, let's just sort of go through. Uh, I, grew, I grew up, mom, uh, raising three kids by herself until uh, she married pops when I was eight. But uh, she was a waitress. And, and we ate because of tips. If you can't afford the tip, you can't afford to go out and be served. There, there's mamas, there are little kids that, are, that need that. Uh, and so, uh, so anyway, that was free. 
Uh, and so, uh, but you go out and, and, and you go to a restaurant and you're going to find that uh, when the, the bill comes, uh, it's going to oftentimes, they give you a lot of options. If you go to, I think, uh, Red Robin, I think it starts at 18% and then it goes to 20% and then it goes to 22%. And you go out and you have a nice meal and the tip comes and and it was $50, and the 18% is another $9. And so you just round it up to 10 and uh, round it up to $10 and give a $50 tip, or give a $50, pay, uh, pay uh, $60, you got a $10 tip there, and we think nothing about it. That's 20%. We have no problem with percentages. It's just what the percentage is for. Ouch. And the preacher gets up and talks about 10% for the Lord, and we think that's just outrageous. But 10% for a gratuity? is an affront. 10% when, with a tip, we would look at it like, wow, why would you do that? Unless you got horrible service. And when I get bad service, I still tip. She just might be having a bad day or he might be having a bad day. When it comes to, uh, to giving to God, we say, well, it's mostly mine. You say, well, pastor, I, I tithe. I give my 10% of all my increase. Praise the Lord. And, and with that, the mentality, it's mostly mine, is still the wrong mentality. The tithe is the Lord and the fullness thereof. We, we know that. And so when we, when we come to a place where we are giving our tithes, uh, then he said, you have robbed me in tithes and offerings. And so uh, the tithe and offerings, they will come and, and, and we, give, we give God that. But the reality is, is just looking at our resources, well, okay, well, I'll give God the 10%, but it's the rest of it, the 90% is still mine. That mentality is still not the mentality, the view that God wants us to have. And like I said, I don't want you to give 100%. You still have a family to care for. But how do we view what God has given to us? It's either it's all mine, it's mostly mine, or thirdly, it's not mine. It's not mine. You know when it's not mine? All of a sudden it changes. It changes. We have a, a special offering that comes up and yeah, I want to participate. I want to be a part. It's not mine. It's God's. We have, you see somebody that has needs. In recent days, Deb and, I have had, Deb and I have had the opportunity to be able to help some people 
financially in different areas. The Lord put it on our heart. And, okay, Lord, that's what you want us to do. You know, it takes some pressure off. Because we can get greedy. You say, well, pastor, what, what happens if, if you're just giving it all away? We're not giving it all away because God doesn't tell us to give it all away. But he knows who he's going to bring across our path. And he knows what he wants us to be a part of. And he knows how he wants us to help and be a blessing. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together. And running over shall men give unto your bosom. What, is, what does that teach us? That teaches that God uses us to answer the prayers and needs of other people. And the resources that we have are resources, sure, that we get to help uh, facilitate the house of God and the mission of reaching this world. And, and, and we have our tithes and offerings that, that, uh, that take care of the campus and the buildings and the operation. Uh, but then there are missions, uh, missionaries and, uh, that we support and, uh, and all of the missionaries and sending out uh, resources to help them get the gospel around the world. And, uh, and then there are special things about growth and uh, taking care of the facilities that God has given to us. Uh, but there are a lot of ways that we can use the resources and we can go on vacation and we can have uh, enjoyable uh, times and family and, uh, and, and uh, have things. God is not against us having things, but God is against things having us. And what we find with stewardship is really it just comes down to a view is it mine? Is it all mine? Is it most, mostly mine? Okay, God, I gave you the 10%, now back off. Or is it not mine? And when it's not mine, now that it's freeing. So if it's mine, now I gotta, I gotta control it. Has anybody learned anything with the stock market? You can't control it. If we're trusting in the stock market, we're in trouble. If we're trusting in our investments and our assets, we're in trouble. I mean, we learned that back in the Great Depression. We learned that back in 2008 when the tangible things that we thought were so solid, all of a sudden values got cut in fractions. You see, we can't set our heart and mind on something as Proverbs tells us, it will fly away. Our focus, our trust has to be in God. So it's mine, it's mostly mine, or it's not mine. Now, I'm done. If, if you are here this morning and you're saved then you shouldn't have a problem with anything that I just talked about. There are a lot of verses that I left out simply because of time. But if you're a child of God, it shouldn't be how much do I get to keep. Lord, what can I do for you? 
I remember as a teenager, we were in a church, and I was making three thirty-five an hour. And I remember sitting in offerings. In the church, they would have an offering, and the church was going through some tough times. And while the preaching was going on, the ushers were in the back, and they were counting the money. And they would come back in, and at the end of the service, they'd come up and talk to the pastor, and the pastor would take another offering. They'd take another offering, and they would just sing. They would have Brother Davis come up and sing, and it wasn't Brother Davis, but he'd cut, the song leader would come up and sing, and they'd count the money again and come back and say, we still don't have enough money to pay the mortgage. And I've been in offerings like that multiple times, three different offerings, just trying to meet budget, just trying to pay the urgent bills. You know, praise the Lord that ch- ch- that church is not in that situation and we're not in that situation. But we're not in that situation because God's people understand this area of stewardship. And when we are faithful with our tithes and offerings, we're able to do so much for the cause of Christ. You know, this, this world needs what we have. But we also have to let go so we can reach out to this world. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, the most important decision that you need to make is to trust Him. He will take us right where we are, forgive us for everything that we have ever done, Make us a child of God. What a blessing. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we have a wonderful Savior. Uh, But as we serve Him, He should not just be our Savior, He should also be our Lord. Father, I pray that you'd help us now in this time. And uh, Lord, you know the needs of each person here today. And I pray that you would just work uh, in our midst this morning. Uh, May we truly understand this area of stewardship. And uh, Lord, may we uh, get to see you work on our behalf and to be able to enjoy the blessings uh, that you send our way. We thank you that you are a God that loves us and cares for us and supplies uh, the needs that we have. And so we pray that you'd help us uh, to see and to follow uh, your principles in our lives. Speak to hearts. Uh, You know the needs of each person. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. If the Lord spoke to your heart this morning, uh, you respond. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior. You don't know that if you died today that you would go to heaven. Let me encourage you to come. We'll have someone take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. Maybe you have been struggling with this area. Just talk to the Lord about it. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been saved and you've not followed the Lord in believer's baptism. You come. We have everything ready. Whatever decision it is that you need to make, let's make it today.